I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. It is Monday, so you know what that is. You've got questions, and I'm here to answer them. The first question we have today is, what advice do you have on being the most efficient as a technical sales engineer without having too much experience on product knowledge? That goes along the lines of, I, I always say this, anybody who follows my content knows, I say sales, technical sales is 80% sales, 20% technical. That's my rule. I made it up. I coined it. I trademarked it, which we didn't do yet, but maybe we will. You want to know more about the sales process. Like if you're selling a product, you don't need to have all the answers in the initial conversation. You need to have a team that can answer those questions for you, right? Product development engineers, project engineers, other people that can answer specific questions. Maybe you're a small company. You got to go to the CEO or the COO or the chief technology officer. But as long as you have a team in place, you just wanna have the highest level information to be the most efficient, right? So if you're like, hey, I'm new to this, or I've, I've got this product database of information, and it's overwhelming, there's so much copy and so much content here, how do I know what is the most efficient method to learn this stuff? You wanna look at it from the standpoint of what are the most common questions? Like the company you're working for, they probably have those things down, like this is the value proposition of this product or this service that we sell. These are typically the issues that our clients have or our prospects have that we try and solve those problems with our service. These are the most common objections we hear. Like all that information should be somewhat documented, but if it's not, then document it yourself. Like the thing with sales, and I was listening to a podcast over the weekend and this dude hit the nail on the head. Is like sales is a conversation. All you're trying to do is have a conversation with somebody and make it less about I'm here to sell you and pitch to you and more about, I'm just looking to have a conversation. And in that conversation, I'm gonna to look to solve some of your pain points and problems. And if our product or service can solve some of those pain points and problems, then great, let's do business. But if it doesn't, then it's all good. We had a good conversation, right? It's less about, let me pitch you this right off the bat. This is our service, this is our product. Do the show up and throw up. This is all that we can do. This is all the things that we can solve, but you may not have issues with that. Look at it from an efficiency standpoint, like you're trying to be efficient with your product knowledge and what to learn. They're trying to be efficient with their time, right? You don't want to waste people's time because time is something that you can't get back and you can't get more of. So you want to try and be as efficient as possible in the conversation. So like, look, this is our product. It solves so many different things. But before I get into all that, because that's probably going to bore you, this is the literal, literal conversation you have with somebody on a cold call meeting for the first time, video call, whatever. Look, our product solves a lot of issues, but I don't want to bore you with all that information. So I just want to have a conversation with you to understand what type of problems are you guys having. So if I can ask you a couple questions to get started, that will make this that much more efficient. The person will be like, great, yeah, let's get started. So the first question you're going to ask is, like, depending on what is the relevancy to your product and, and the service that you're offering, what are the top three issues that you have with your supply chain? What are three problems that you're trying to solve with your IT department? What are four things that on a monthly basis, management keeps beating you up about because it's an issue, it's a headache, or the quality department's having issues. Though You just want to ask them questions and then let them talk. Sit back, take notes, let them talk, and be thinking while they're talking, what area do you want to go into next? If they say, you know what, the biggest issue I have is the fact that I can't keep my floors clean, and I'm constantly bringing in new dirt, and I don't have the time to sweep them up, or employees are coming in from the snow, and everything's all wet because I live in the snowy area, 
and things like that. So then you're only going to focus your conversation initially around solving that problem. Do you have a solution to that specific problem? Maybe you can solve all their problems, but they're not telling you all their problems. So you want to look at first, what is the solution that you can provide initially? And then be like, okay, great. Yeah, we could definitely take care of that for you. This is We've heard that a lot from companies like yours and other customers we have, that this is an issue. And here's how our product can solve that specific issue. Once that part of the conversation is done, be like, is there anything else that you guys are dealing with on a monthly, daily, weekly basis, annual basis? Do you guys have any initiatives that you're trying to implement, whether it's a cost down opportunities, you're trying to go more international, go more global, things like that. Whatever it is, you just want to have that conversation and then take notes and say, these are their top three pain points. This is how we're going to solve those pain points. So when you create the proposal or the quote to them, it is specific to it. Take that same type of mentality when you're having the actual conversation with somebody and do that with the product standpoint. You just want to skim the surface on your product or service. You don't need to go into the weeds and know everything. You just want to be like, what are the top, you know, ask your boss, ask the CEO, whoever it is, what are the top three things that people typically complain about? What are, what are the four best things that our service does that the competition doesn't do? So you can kind of be ready to navigate that conversation, but at the end of the day, it just comes down to practice. You can give me any product, any service, give me the top four things, and I will cold call 100 people tomorrow and get conversations happening and not be nervous about it because I've made thousands of phone calls, right? I'm comfortable. I've practiced. So that's all you have to do. Just jump into it and start doing it and then learn as you go and take notes and be like, this is how the last two weeks has gone. These are things people are talking about, and you can bring that up to the next prospect. But don't get drowned into every single service or product or all the engineering behind everything because you will just be rambling on kind of like how I did in this answer. My company and I have a trade show coming up. What's the best way to generate leads while we're there? Trade shows are back. They're in full force. COVID is subdued. Nobody gives a hoot about it for the most part. And so trade shows are back. The best way to do trade shows, I've got a whole trade show marketing video on YouTube. It's got a lot of views from a couple of years ago. The process hasn't changed, um, but it's super simple. You want to try and do as much pre-marketing or marketing for that trade show as possible, as early as possible six, eight, 12 weeks. Hey, are you guys going to be at this show marketing to people that you think would be at that show, whether it's a local show or it's a national show and people are coming from all over. You want to say, are you going to the show? We're going to be there. We're going to be at booth. I'd love to have a conversation with you, set up a meeting, show you the stuff that we're doing. You want to start marketing that out, whether it's creating graphics, create a web page for the show, push it out on social, email market it to people, talk about it in conversations with cold calls, any conversations with current prospects, Hey, I would love, you know, are you going to the show? Yeah, I'm going to be at the show. would love to sit down with you to talk about this project further. Whatever it is, you want to market as much as possible before the show to try and get as many people as possible in the booth. That just kind of goes without saying. What happens when they don't show up? Or it's like, dude, nobody's showing up in my booth. This is the difference between those that win at trade shows and those that lose is this simple thing. Do not ever, during the trade show, sit down. You have to stand the entire time. And I'm giving you that advice because I've done it myself for years. Stand at the booth, eight hours, 12 hours, six hours, whatever it is. You're standing there, but you are not looking at your phone. Go to any trade show and you see this with salespeople looking at their phone, sitting on a stool behind their little display thing. As somebody walks by, I don't know how many times I've said this to people. As somebody walks by, they look them in the eyes, they smile, they look down at their name tag to see if that's somebody that they want to talk to. Everybody knows the game that you're playing. The difference is, is that if you are standing the whole time, not looking at your phone, 
and you are out in the aisle, get into the aisle in front of your booth, say hi to everybody that stops by. You can look at their name tags. You can try and start conversations. Do you guys have any need for these ladders? Do you guys have any need for these industrial service cleaning services? Do you guys have any need for disposal services? Let me ask you a question, sir or ma'am. How are you guys currently handling your recycling at your industrial company? Because I would love to have a quick conversation with you about it. And they may be like, no, we don't, we don't do anything like that. We already have something or whatever. But you're having the conversation. This is how you get practice. Ideally, you want to have some sort of like a stress ball or a giveaway that you can just toss to somebody. I've used footballs in the past. I've used little stress balls, things like that. Make it fun. Get out in the aisle. You don't have to block traffic, but you need to be doing things that other people aren't doing. 95% of salespeople at trade shows, if they do not have somebody in their booth, are sitting behind their little display looking at their phone or talking to the other person at the trade show. Do not do that. When you see everybody else doing that, you have to be different. When everybody goes right, you go left. Same thing with your marketing. When everybody's doing like social posts on LinkedIn, add in a video. When everybody's still on Twitter, get off of Twitter. When everybody's just not writing content, start creating content. You have to do something that is different to stand out from the competition. At trade shows, that is going to be working that booth like you are a dog going after the back of a meat truck. Every single person that walks by is a prospect. Every single person that walks by could possibly buy from you. You don't know if they will or not until you ask them the question. You can't disqualify somebody or not qualify them just by saying, it's Joe at this company. I know they don't need it. You don't know that. Unless you talk to Joe before at this company, you don't know if they do or don't need you. So you need to have that conversation with them right then and there and be personable. And if, you, if you're like, I don't want to talk to people, don't go to the trade show because that's what it's all about, having conversations. Maybe, maybe if you hate talking to people, you shouldn't even be in sales. But pre-marketing up front, send out emails, send out posts on social, create graphics, create a video about it, talk about your giveaway, get some hype behind it, show pictures of you at the trade show like everybody does on LinkedIn. Anytime there's a big trade show, it's like selfie time, booth behind you, like, hey, join me at this trade show. Can't wait to see you. Do something different. Don't just take a picture. Take a video. Take a 60-second video of you saying, hey, I'm at this trade show. It's been crazy busy. Or let me tell you a story about how crazy it was to set up this booth. Tell a story. Don't just be like, hey, it's me. And the camera's facing forward. And you're like panning shots of your trade show booth. And you're like, come visit us. We'd love to talk to you. And that's it. Put your face in that camera and show yourself in the shot and tell a story or something to be entertaining and then post it out on social. But that's the best way to, to crush any trade show. And then also get the list of the attendees, all the attendees, not just the 2,000 or 1,000 that you get with signing up. I'd be like, dude, I want the name of every single person that walked through that door. Company, email, phone number, address, everything, because I'm going to market them to death after this trade show, and I'm going to hit everybody all at once and be like, sorry, we didn't see you at the trade show. Email marketing campaign, send some stuff in the snail mail, all that stuff, and just crush that trade show as hard as possible. Damn, that was a rant. That was a trade show rant. How do I know when I'm ready to hire a full-time marketing person for my company? You're ready to hire somebody when you can't, it depends, right? If you're a small business and you're doing the work yourself, well, you're ready to hire somebody when you can no longer do the work yourself in an efficient or timely manner, or if it's outside your area of genius or excellence, right? If you want to do something, but you can't do it because it's like video, and you're like, I don't want to learn how to shoot videos or edit videos, and it's like, that's outside the scope of what I want to do or what I can do, then I need to hire somebody for that, 
or if you get big enough to where you just don't have the time to do it, then you start taking little pieces of your job away. So let's say that you're the head of sales and you're like, at an industrial company, you're like, I don't know, when do I know I need to hire a marketing person? Same answer, right? If you can't do the work or maybe you've got an agency that's doing the work and you don't have the time to talk to the agency to give them the information they need to access the stuff, We've dealt with this before with some of our customers. It's like, dude, they're just throwing more things on top of you. You need a marketing coordinator or a marketing manager to be able to be that in between for us so that way they can give us the information. We can relay stuff to them. They can approve it because it's taking up too much of your time. And then our performance is hindered because we can't get the stuff done because we're waiting on approvals. You, you need to look at it from the standpoint of if you can't get the stuff done in time, you need to hire somebody. Or some of our clients that don't have a marketing department say, hey, we want to go with a, an agency like MFG Tribe that knows industrial. This is all that I know. There is no backup plan. This is the only companies that we work with. I want to go to them and have them do all of my marketing for me because I don't want to hire somebody. So you kind of got to take it, depending on your specific situation, what it is. But I would say the, the short answer is if you don't have time to do it or you don't have the knowledge of how to do it, then bring on somebody that can do it for you. So we're going to close it out. Guys, stay tuned. Come back on Wednesday. If you're watching the replay, if you're listening to the podcast, I always forget about the podcast. Um, go to the podcast. All the stuff is translated to the podcast, technical sales and marketing with me. Um, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.